Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. In on the breakaway, McDavid, Scott! Honestly, it's just impressive. I don't think my English is good enough to find another word for it right now. And the century mark has been achieved in game 53. It solidifies he's one of the top players to ever play the game. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid, 500 points. This is Darnell there. They're trading heavy leather here. Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers. Leon Dreisaitl, one time. From an impossible angle. Fun years are still ahead here in Edmonton. This is Mike Smith. Zach Cassian. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Yes, the Pulley Army back barring in. Love save made by Smith. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot Now. Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 6.30 Chad. You leave your peace at home, that's your call. It never paid to be merciful. Come every auto, come at all. Absolutely love it. Oh, Oh, the glorious suns. It's wonderful. Good afternoon. Cam Moon here along with Cody Jansen. I am guest hosting this thing. Yes, Oilers now on 630 Ched. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. This is what we've got cooking today. Cody and I have been working on a few things over the course of the morning, and uh, at 12.35, we will have NHL insider John Shannon. At 1.05, it will be the regular host of this show, Bob Stoffer. We're going to bother him during his vacation, see what he's up to. Cutting the grass, maybe doing a little yard work, something like that. Not sure. We don't know, but we will find out at 1.05. Then at 1.35, we're going to have former NHL or former Edmonton Oiler, Colin Fraser, and we will uh, catch up with him, what he's doing now, uh, tell a few stories, talk a little old time, whether it be his time in the NHL or in the Western Hockey League uh, with the Red Deer Rebels. Now, you can call us on our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. The patio is open daily to all ages at the River Cree from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Watch the game on the biggest screen in the city while enjoying daily drink specials in an upscale casual menu featuring a mouth-watering 1999 steak and prawn deal. The River Cree Resort and Casino excitement bet on it 780-496-0063 that's also 
the Ashley Fine Floors text line. So get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Ave, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. And well, you can hook up via Twitter at Oilers Now with the show or with Bob at Bob underscore Stoffer or Brendan Escott, who does a lot of the guest hosting, but he is doing Inside Sports this evening, at Brendan Escott, with two E's and two T's on the end, and with Cody Jansen at Janner31 underscore. So that is how you get a hold of everybody. You can't get a hold of me. That's, that's just the thing. Well, you can text in. I mean, I'll see that, so we can get to that, absolutely. All right, let's go to today's top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Get your AC today with no payments and no interest for one year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. So it came down yesterday, right near the end of the show, uh, that uh, MLSC is requiring proof of vaccine or a negative COVID test. That's mandatory for all the sports facilities and restaurants. So really following up with you know, what had been done with the, the Winnipeg Jets, where it's going to be very similar to that. I, I did see yesterday uh, the, in the NFL, the Las Vegas Raiders are doing something very similar as well. Is this going to be, is this going to be the norm? Uh, can you expect this? And, and I'm thinking Canada. In the U.S., things are different. So let's just deal with Canada right now. Is that going to be... The way it's the way we are going to be going to sporting events, certainly indoors, and and certainly particular to the National Hockey League. So I'm I'm excited to see what kind of response we'll get on the text line. As to your thoughts towards that, would that is that keeping you at home? Is are you happy with that? Cody, what do you think? Well, I, I saw Ron had already texted in and kind of asked about the Oilers' plans. And I do believe a couple of weeks ago, the Oilers, you know, they stated that they're going to follow provincial regulations, which would, you know, kind of be the same that the CFL has already implemented with the Elks, with the Stampeders in Alberta. Yeah. Well, yeah, that it, absolutely. And if, if that's what the... If that becomes a, a, a mandate of the province, then, then that's what it is. But... Yeah, they, these these look like these ones are, they're not. They're not uh, mandated by the province. These are private businesses that have, have gone that way. And it, I think it's going to be incredibly interesting to see how it goes. I mean, the, the sooner we can get to uh, being able to have people at games, the better. I, I know watching the playoffs last year how jealous I felt watching the games in the U.S. And, they, and they've got... And even if it wasn't full, like even if they weren't even jamming them in like Vegas was uh, with just some because of that atmosphere, it changes everything. I can't imagine how difficult that would have been for all the players in the Canadian division to be playing in front of no one to to try and muster up that enthusiasm it had to be difficult you also saw how big it was for montreal right when they got 3500 in the building the bell center felt like a completely different planet in canada well you you remember that you saw that clip on twitter of the 
of the young man who figured 2,500 would seem like 25,000. He wasn't far off because it did seem like a lot. It, it changed, and that's not a lot of people in there. Although I wonder about their, well, they started with 25. Would they get to, did they get to 3,500? Is that what? I believe 3,500 was the last or what they had against Vegas. I didn't believe that for a second that it was 3,500. Honestly, that looked like about seven grand in there. They kind of spaced them out weird, <laughs> didn't they? Where they put them on like the, the opposite of the TV side and then they, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't perfect spacing. I don't think you can get that. But yeah, it did look like a lot more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it might have been the old two for one deal. Like, okay, you're in, but you know what? You're, you, you, look, you got a nice face on you. You're in too. I don't know. It, it just seemed like a lot, but it did change everything. And, and it's just... It makes it better, clearly, if you're in the rink, for sure. Look better on TV. I'd have to think it'd sound better on the radio when you've got fans and you can't hear the uh, the puck actually hit the boards and, and guys are, are calling for it out there and stuff. We were hearing all of that last year, which is, you know, it's, it's different, but I can't say that it's, you know, the the way we want to roll. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what... Uh, what we get on on the uh, on the text line, which I see is starting to move now. It was going a little slow. I did, and we did have one text, uh, Cody. Somebody liked the opening song. Yeah, I saw there was an ask for it as well. It was the Glorious Suns, yeah. heavy. Yeah, so uh, that's Suns. that's a song there. Canadian band too, I do believe. They are from Kingston. I have had the pleasure of watching them live a couple of times. If you get the opportunity, I highly recommend it. Uh, they're they're a good bunch, and they play some great rock and roll. So, yeah, uh, I'm just uh, now I'm going to go to our, our Ashley Flores text line here just for I just uh, it's absolutely fine for me when they do that. All it does is then save me money. Oh, I see. Yeah, as far as the yeah, now you get to sit at home, watch it on a nice large TV with surround sound. Mm, all right. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see exactly uh, how it goes. And, and I really hope that at some point uh, we do see and lots of, of fans at the games because it's just it makes it so much better. Absolutely. Oh, so we were looking at August 18th, Cody, you and I were, were, were digging. We were digging. And, and we did find that um, Kelly Rudy on, on August 18th when he signed with the, uh, the San Jose Sharks after eight years in Los Angeles, and we were both, uh, I guess, you know, pretty happy because it was Kelly Rudy. He was an Edmonton guy, grew up in Edmonton, Canadian Athletic Club, I do believe. And uh, I, he was such a big part of that L.A. King team. They went to the final in, in 93, and then with the Islanders prior to that, of course, in the, the, the really uh, long overtime game that he was the winning goaltender uh, of. Yeah, him and Mike Vernon going there the same year. Isn't that crazy? What a lineup to, to bring in, especially if you're San Jose, who did go through some very tough years, to say the least. Yeah, yeah, some some very, very tough years. Also, um, when we were looking up the date, and a sad note for sure, uh, a year ago today, uh, Dale Howardchuck had passed away. And uh, there's a guy that, well, nine years with the Winnipeg Jets, Oiler fans that are of a certain vintage, you know, if you were here through the 80s, uh, you know how good Dale Howardchuk was. And, and the Jets, you know, through there, had a pretty good team. But you had to run through either Edmonton or Calgary every year, made it awfully tough. Uh, a guy that first overall pick in the 81 draft, 
and went right from the Cornwall Royals, won back-to-back -back Memorial Cups in Cornwall, Cornwall in the Quebec Major Junior League, and then just stepped in and, and was so good for, well, the Jets then went on to Buffalo, St. Louis, Philadelphia. But, you know, for I would think people around here that uh, were around for the 80s would remember him as a Winnipeg Jet and a real good one at that. So went on to coach the Barry Colts. But, man, what a career for uh, Dale Howardchuck. Playing-wise, I think some of my favorite memories of him were definitely in the red and white. I mean, representing Canada, yeah. he was on some of those incredible teams. But you also hear the stories from players who played under him when he was, you know, at the junior levels, and everyone just spoke so highly of him. Uh, you know, that was just a tough one last year. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, Dale Howardchuk gone way, way too soon. So, yeah, uh, and we did see we are doing as we were you know, checking things out. And hey, it's August. There's not going to be a lot, let's be honest, going into this. So we're digging, digging deep. And uh, Edmonton Oilers forward Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Well, we did find out that uh, one of his horse races, they he won yesterday at the Hastings Race Course in Vancouver. Santa War, the name of the horse. Got a couple of wins. He's got four top three finishes in 2021. I saw that on uh, Joey Kenward's Twitter and had a really nice picture. So I, I know Ryan is into the horse racing. Great to see that it's become uh, successful. So I, because that's, it's a tough go. Uh, but yeah, good for Ryan. That's, uh, that's outstanding uh, to see for sure. As we go to our Oilers Now audio vault. Brought to you by Direct Workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. Yesterday, we had Thomas Drantz from The Athletic, who writes about uh, the Vancouver Canucks, covers the Canucks. And we were talking yesterday with him about the, the two restricted free agents that uh, are still remaining unsigned in uh, Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes. And, and he had a little bit to say about that. So for a certain caliber of player, if you have 10.2C status, it's exceptionally complicated. And I think it's exceptionally complicated, especially for Quinn Hughes, okay. because of what the market for defensemen has done, uh, especially for second contract defensemen over the course of the past, you know, eight weeks with Haskinen and Kale McCarr both sort of signing record deals. And, yeah, I mean, that is a very complicated one to look at. Uh, Pedersen's a little bit more straightforward. I think the Barzil comp, the, the Brayden Point comp, like, those linger pretty heavily um, in terms of being realistic uh, comparables for him. Uh, with Hughes, like, I don't even think we know what the market looks like for a guy who's, you know, I mean, he's one of three defensemen since the 95 lockout to score at better than 0. 0.7 points per game in over the course of his, you know, entry-level deal. And, you know, the other guys are Adam Fox, who hasn't signed yet, and has won a Norris, and is probably going to match McCarr's deal when he eventually signs in New York. And McCarr, but McCarr won the Calder, was a Norris finalist, and was at 0. 0.96 points per game to, to Hughes' 0. 0.77. So it's not exactly a close call. And how do you even value that guy? Like, I don't even know. And I don't know how he gets paid at a rate that he and his camp would view as fair unless it goes a little bit longer. And, and one thing I've been talking about a lot locally is 
if the Canucks were to buy, say, you know, one unrestricted free agent here from Hughes, right? Then you can get up to like seven two five, you know, sort of in that range, seven five maybe, and you could potentially do Hughes and Pedersen for the same dollar figure. And one would think that would appeal to a couple of players who are exceptionally close off the ice and are represented by the same agents. Um, so you know, there's a lot of different options for the Canucks to pursue, but I, I do think Bridges are the most likely at this juncture, and I think that's been true, honestly, almost since the moment we saw the return to play deal um, back in July of 2020, uh, you know, 2020 period. So we'll, uh, we'll see where this one goes, but it's going to be tight for the Canucks. After the Dickinson deal that they signed this weekend, you know, I don't think they have the option to go long on both. I think they still have the option to go long on one, but yeah, it's going to be tight to get, you know, these deals done. No question about it. Thomas Trance from The Athletic talking Vancouver Canucks. Pedersen, Hughes, both RFAs, both looking to get a deal done. It's they're they're starting to get down to it as far as dollars. It will be it'll be interesting to see if they're both bridge deals. It's not likely both will be long term, you would think, Cody. So we kind of said like, hey, they might go long on one and short on the other. Does this kind of make you lean towards the go long on Quinn Hughes, seeing how teams lock up these number one defensemen? Obviously, he is their D man of the future. Plus, the Pedersen comments here recently, maybe that does rock the boat a little bit. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, it looks like top defenseman. The money's only going up. So, yeah, there, there may be some uh, a little bit of urgency to to get the defenseman. If it's going to be a, a long term deal, I think that's probably the way you're gonna you're going to go. It's um, yeah, or maybe they're both. And who knows? Um, depending on on where both of those camps are at. It, it might be something where they're they're like we're just gonna have to do bridge deals on these guys because a long-term one's going to be really hard to get to if it's too difficult to negotiate something that's equitable for both sides because if you're wearing Quinn Hughes's skates right now are you kind of considering an eight or seven year by seven seven point five I'm not exactly sure what his perfect market number is but it also feels like if he goes and has a breakout season this year after a bridge deal he's up there in that eight nine million dollar range yeah yeah the, the, the going rate on the defenseman is it has absolutely gone up. It's skyrocketed. I don't need to tell Oilers fans that. They, they've seen it. Uh, and, but that's it. That's the market. If that's what the market is, then that's what the market is. So I, I would think, yeah, if they're going to do a, a long term, it'd probably lean towards the defenseman. But I guess we shall see. Time for a break. And uh, when we come back, when we come back, when we come back, we got. Uh, We'll go to NHL today. We will have that for you. So it's Cam Moon sitting in, trying to do his very best. Cody Jansen, who is carrying me absolutely. You're listening to Oilers Now on 630 Chat. Cam Moon and Cody Jansen taking it home for you today here on Oilers Now. As we go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, company branded apparel, products, and awards, all created in-house. 
Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Cody, what you got? Well, we did have a couple of moves. Come on, things are still moving along in the summer. Chicago's extended Mackenzie Entwistle two-year deal at an $800,000 cap hit. Entwistle already signed for uh, this upcoming year, so this is an extension on top of that. In Minnesota, the Wild have re-signed Mason Shaw to a two-year deal at a 750k cap hit. I do believe that's a two-way one. Uh, Vegas, they've placed uh, Michael Hacker Ryan at on unconditional waivers, pur- purpose of a mutual contract termination. Uh, he was a part of that trade there recently to Vegas. couple of uh, shakeups up top. Now Pittsburgh, they've named Alex Shaw's director of hop- hockey operations staff. And in Toronto, the Leafs have appointed Wes Clark to the director of amateur scouting and Eric Joyce as the director of pro scouting. All right. Okay. Well, hey, Mason Shaw, former Medicine Hat Tiger. Remember that guy? He was a very good Western Hockey Leaguer. Uh, good to see him get uh, the two-year deal in Minnesota. So, yeah, it's August. It's August. Sometimes it's not going to be incredibly busy as far as uh, NHL today goes. So. I, you dug deep, Cody. I appreciate it. There's still stuff going on. We can't get Marc-Andre Fleury trades every Wednesday. No. <laughs> no. No, we can't. We can have buyouts from Marc-Andre Fleury trades. We can have that. That we did get. So there, there was that. Uh, also, uh, a couple of players that are facing salary arbitration hearings. The last couple. Uh, Travis Sanheim from the Philadelphia Flyers. And Nikita Zadorov from the the Calgary Flames. Those are they're scheduled to have their hearing on August 26th. Now they could sign before that, and that's probably the most likely scenario. But it is uh, that's that's kind of the date where it's scheduled. So that puts puts the pressure on both sides to get it done because, as you know, Cody, nobody wants to go to arbitration. I'm interested in your thoughts on Zadorov here. I mean, this is a, you know, it's a left-handed guy. I believe he's 26 or so right now, and he's had a couple of good runs in the playoffs, too. That's when I think about his most impactful times. He only had eight points last year in Chicago, but he was a plus one on a Chicago team that had their struggles. But he's also, he's played 33 playoff games, and he's had eight points in those. Yes, he was on some good Colorado teams, but he's kind of that mean physical D-man that probably won't be fun to play against if you're Edmonton. Yeah, probably not. I, I would think he'll become a, a major part of the Battle of Alberta and, and probably a get-under-your-skin kind of player on that back end. And, yeah, well, things are looking different for Calgary's defense, absolutely, uh, this season coming up. So I guess, yeah, I, I'm sure he'll play very well for him, and, and I'm sure he'll be a handful. Uh, yeah, I thought Rasmus Anderson had a bit of a step back last year. I think that whole team, quite honestly, I think that whole team is going to be a little bit better this year. I thought last year they obviously had their ups and downs. They had the coach, coaching change, all those sorts of things. Going into the year, a lot of, a lot of people had them picked as, as a top four club or at least really pushing. And I guess they did in the end push right to the end, but didn't quite uh, get over, over into the uh, playoffs. But yeah. All right. Well, hey, we, we got to take a break. It's that time. We Coming up after, after the break, we will have uh, NHL insider John Shannon. But right now, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.